Friends, while the Scriptures make clear that we are not to give God our leftovers, the Scriptures make clear that we're also not meant to give others our leftovers. But the readings today teach us that God never tires of lavishing leftovers upon us. Now you can probably tell I was hungry when I wrote this homily this morning. And I don't know how you feel about leftovers. Uh, I'm a huge fan. In fact, um, maybe I don't lead the most exciting life, um, but I think leftovers are one of the great joys of life. Like when you when you're kind of stressing out about, you know, oh, I gotta make lunch or you gotta make dinner, and then you remember, right? You have leftovers of, of, of good good leftovers, right, from the night before, and it's like. I don't know, I, I, it's one of the great joys in life, it seems to me. Now, not everybody's into leftovers. There's a priest who used to serve at this parish, even, who is not a fan of leftovers. I'll let you try to guess who that was. <laughs> I was drawn to leftovers because it's the, the phrase is mentioned in both the first reading and the gospel. And of course, um, in, in the broader sense, in the biblical sense, we're, there's a biblical injunction against giving God our leftovers. Right? There's a, a real strong tradition that we give God off the top. Like we don't give God, God's not just kind of a side gig that we get to if, if all other things have been taken care of. Right? This is behind the biblical concept of like giving God the first fruits right, of a harvest. Right? You give God you know, the best tomatoes. Right? The best apples, the best crop. Right? And then, then you give, right, the rest to everybody else. Right? It's behind the concept of the tithe in the Bible. You give God the top 10% of your income. They don't give God what's left over after you've taken care of all of your needs and wants. You give God first. Right? The first commandment in some way is in injunction against giving God leftovers. Love God above all things. It's like, love God first and with a kind of primacy. Make sure that God's at the center, not just some compartment, uh, some, some side affair in your normal life. There's also, of course, the sense that we can treat others like leftovers. And another wrinkle of this is kind of cool. I don't know if uh, I found out about this like two days ago, that Pope Francis early in this year declared fourth Sunday of July uh, Grandparents' Day uh, because it's close to the uh, feast of Saints Joachim and Anne, uh, Jesus' grandparents. So somebody told me Friday, you know it's Grandparents' Day on this weekend? I said, nope, uh, but now I do. So, uh, first of all, congratulations to uh, probably our many grandparents here and my parents who are grandparents for the first time this year. But in Pope Francis's homily this morning, luckily his homilies are at like 6 a.m. in American time, so you can kind of look at it. But he preached about how we often treat elderly people and grandparents as leftovers. He was using the same image, but he said, we're so busy today that we often treat the elderly and our grandparents like leftovers. I'll get to them, I'll call them, I'll visit them only if I have done everything that I want to do. 
And so the on the one hand today we're reminded that we're not called to give God leftovers and we're not called to treat others as leftovers. But then the gospel, the readings flip that a little bit for us. They say we're not supposed to do that, but God loves to give you more than you ask for. God loves to give you leftovers, even more than what satisfies. So both in uh, the first reading with Elisha, and then of course in the multiplication of loaves and fishes, there's this sense that there's no way that what's provided is going to be enough. And God says, not only am I going to provide and multiply this to give you enough, I'm going to give you enough that there's leftover. It exceeds, there's a superabundance of what God offers. And of course, this superabundance, this surplus is not necessarily material blessings, right? It could be, but it's not necessarily material blessings. It's the blessing of the superabundance of grace that that God's going to provide more than what you could have ever imagined when we serve him and when we give him the little often that we can give. He always multiplies that. He always does more with that than we can imagine. He's lavish in how much he prepares leftovers for us. But we're kind of like Elisha's servant. We're kind of like Andrew. We're kind of like Philip. We don't believe that. We're stingy. We're too practical. We're too utilitarian. We're too cynical. We think, no, God can only do this much. God can only do this much. We're stingy because we project our we project our stinginess onto God. And so Philip and Andrew, they're like, no, we can't multiply. This isn't enough. Elisha's servant said, this isn't enough. And yet Jesus does a miraculous multiplication, super abundance of leftovers God provides. And so I think the readings today are challenging us that if we trust the Lord and we trust his plan, he does more with our lives and our gifts than we could have imagined. I want to share a little bit of a personal story, how I felt this in my own life recently. Um, So when I left Xavier and I was trying to discern, figure out what I was going to do with my life, I was very drawn to having a family. Uh, I love kids, probably seen that. I, lo- I grew up with two twins, babies in the home, and I just, lo- I love kids. And so I was drawn to, to family life. Um, I was drawn to teaching. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I was teaching at the time some side courses in philosophy at Xavier on the weekends, um, and I was, I was drawn to that. So I was applying to doctoral programs uh, in philosophy that year. And uh, my greatest passion in life was tennis. I had uh, uh, played college tennis, and I was teaching tennis on the side and coaching in different ways. And so I I was drawn to that. And so my ideal life was to get a a PhD in philosophy and teach at a university and be the head tennis coach. That was my sort of dream, and to have cackles of children running around. uh, Running around. So that that was sort of my dream. So, but at the same time, I was really attracted to the priesthood, really drawn to the singular focus of it um, and giving my life to it. And eventually I decided to try that. I was hoping it failed. Uh, 
was hoping I would be like, two weeks, I'm done with this. Uh, but, gosh, 13 years later, here you are, I'm stuck with it. Um, but you know what dawned on me, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago? That all those things I thought I was going to be deprived of by choosing the priesthood, my desire to teach, my desire to coach tennis, my desire to have children. It dawned on me that in this incredible act of divine providence, I kind of get to do all of them. That between, in my eight years as a priest, between elementary schools and teaching in a high school, and then the incredible opportunity here to work with college students, I feel like I have lots of kids. Lots of students last year on Father's Day sent me like an eight-minute message of wishing me a happy Father's Day, being their spiritual father. I feel like I have kids. I get to teach in a variety of settings. Uh, here at Corpus Christi in the Christian Leadership Program, I get the chance to teach in a deeper way theology and the faith with uh, select uh, college students. I get to teach in... I would think in homilies, but in other adult education uh, opportunities in RCA and things of that nature, I get to teach in a variety of settings. Um, and of course, some of you know that uh, I've been involved with the women's tennis program at UT for a couple years, and this past year uh, took a bigger role as an assistant coach uh, with the uh, Toledo women's tennis team. And so like, I, it dawned on me like a month ago that everything I thought I was losing by becoming a priest, God, in a sheer act of generosity, in a sheer act of lavish leftovers, has bestowed on me. I don't know if it always works like that, but I feel like the, the lesson of the readings is when we serve the Lord, when we give God what we can, and often it's very little, God is a professional at multiplying that, of, of developing that into a surplus, to a superabundance. It's when we get stingy and when we want to do it all ourselves that he can't work his magic and he can't multiply it is when we think we have to do it all. Instead, he's inviting us to let him prepare leftovers for us. So today, friends, let's not give God our leftovers. Let's give God the best. Let's not treat others as leftovers, maybe especially those uh, who, are, who are elderly, our grandparents and our wives, Let's devote ourselves uh, to making them a priority as well. Let's not treat them as leftovers. But let's allow God to lavish upon us uh, the leftovers, the surplus, the superabundance that he desires to give us.